with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. And if it's a Tuesday morning and it's 9 o'clock, it must be time for me, Alan Wishart, to take over. Steve on the board as usual. Got a full show lined up. My first guest is on the line already. Dr. Oliver Yehaman is an assistant professor in the environmental engineering program up at UNBC, and I'm hoping I got the name correct. Oh, that's correct. Oh, good. Thank you. So now, you are... You're starting a project now involving wastewater and taking things out of it. Now, what's this all about? So thank you very much for having me. Um, so my research is focused on treating wastewater mm-hmm. with a technology I call aerobic granular sludge biotechnology, <laughs> which is the use of microorganism to degrade wastewater component. And then within these, uh, the metrics of these granules, we have bacteria byproducts that contain very four essential products, xanthan, ketlan, tyrosine, and phenylalanine. And my research is looking to recover these useful products from the waste granules. So now, are these products, are they produced in whatever the process was that created the wastewater in the first place, or are they products that were in the water to start with, and you're just going to pick them up from the wastewater? Yeah, so in the course, the products are produced during the treatment of the wastewater. Okay. So when we have wastewater coming from the houses, from the offices, commercial places, right, to the mm-hmm. central treatment plant, uh, we employ this technology to treat the wastewater. So now during the treatment process, these um, materials are produced. Mm-hmm. So my research aims to see how I can increase the production of these four useful products during the wastewater treatment, as well as developing protocols to extract them from the sludge after the wastewater has been treated. Okay, now what are some of the things that these products can be used for? Because obviously, if they're not going to be used for something, there's no reason to try to extract them. Very correct. Yeah, so we have quite a range of applications. So for xanthan, for instance, is used in the food industry. Is also used in biomedical applications for the production of waterproof for, for dressing, mm-hmm. dressing of wounds. It's also used to control viscosity in the oil industry and also to strengthen the soil where the soil structure is not as strong uh, in geotechnical applications. For Kevlar, Kevlar is also applied in the food industry as well as the cosmetic and biomedical um, and pharmaceutical industries mm-hmm. uh, to produce like anti-agents. Yeah, it's also used as a super plasticizer in construction if you want to make solid uh, concrete. And then in geotechnical and environmental application as well for soil remediation. Tyrosine is used as a food supplement and is also used in the production of medicine. Phenylalanine finds application in the feed, as a feed and food supplement. And it is also a building block for the production of aspartame. It's also used for post-harvest preservation, as well as in the pharmaceutical industry. Now, is it just a coincidence that all the products that you're trying to extract are things that can be used in the food industry, apparently? Like, are, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so the 
we have four previous portals, about mm-hmm. up to four that were extracted from this technology in the past, phosphorus being one of them. Mm-hmm. But my choice of these four was made because they were recently identified. And I, I, I looked up the applications, and I found that they have quite a wide range of industrial applications. And I made my choice for these four. Okay. Now, how long have you been interested in the topic of wastewater and extracting things from it? Uh, so I've worked for, in the wastewater, I've, I've been researching wastewater for the past six to seven years. Huh? Uh, on the technology, I've worked on the technology for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the last two years, I've, delved, I've moved from basic wastewater treatment where we aim to only treat whatever is in the wastewater. Right. But also try to recover resources as much as possible. So in the past two years, I've been working on resource recovery. So this is then a process where the wastewater goes to the wastewater treatment plant. It would still go through its regular treatment. And then after that's finished is when your new processes would go in and start extracting things. Very correct. Okay. I got one right. Yeah. <laughs> now, up at UNBC, have you got the equipment you would need to do the extraction? And how how are you going to start this research? Oh, thank you very much. So I recently won the NSEC, Natural Sciences and Engineering Research Council of Canada Discovery Grant. Mm. That is worth $147,500 over five years. Okay. So that will enable me to initiate this research in the environmental engineering lab at, the, at UNBC here. Okay. And so that will support, uh, I'm looking to support two PhD students, uh, one ma- two master students, and five undergraduate students over the five-year period. So oh. that will enable me to start up the research. Um, at the bank scale, I would say yes. But I'm also looking for opportunities for collaboration to be able to, once I uh, obtain a suitable results in the lab, to move this research from the lab to the pilot scale. So yeah. I support and opportunities for collaboration I highly welcome. So is there a wastewater facility at UNBC now that you would be able to work on as part of the research? And so I have made my lab scale uh, bioreactors, uh-huh. uh, which are five liters in size. Mm-hmm. So we use that in the laboratory um, to test under very controlled conditions to get the results that we want. So at the lab scale, yes, we have that. But once I get results um, at the lab scale over the five-year period, mm-hmm. then I'm looking to explore options to try this at pilot scale, which will involve using large volumes of water or wastewater. So this would be something where, I guess, the most obvious and closest um, collaborative partner would be the city of Prince George, because they've got a wastewater facility. That's very correct. Now, have... have as well as other industries as well. So yeah. the technology is not... Whoop. But also, what you Dr. Yehaman, you're, you're, break, you're breaking up a fair bit. Yeah, it can. Sorry, Dr. Yehaman, Dr. You, you were breaking up there on that last part. Oh, so can you hear me now? 
I think so, yes. Now, are, oh. you, are you on a speakerphone? Oh, no. No, okay, good. Okay, because that's a lot of times what the problem is. But no, okay, as long oh, as you're okay, on regular no. phone, yeah, we're good. Okay. okay. So if you could just maybe uh, repeat what you just finished saying. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. So I'm yeah. saying the technology is applicable for both municipal waste for uh, the city of Prince George Street, naturally. Mm-hmm. But also, I find application in industrial settings as well. Typically, wastewater from companies like uh, the food and beverage industries, um, livestock industries, um, breweries, mm. the kind of wastewater they produce, oh, this yeah. can, be, uh, can be applied, uh, this technology can be applied to treat that type of wastewater as well. Okay, but it would not, it, this uh, technology would not necessarily be usable, say, for wastewater coming out of, say, um, a pulp mill or a sawmill or something? A pulp mill as well. What? A range of industrial applications as well. Okay. Yeah. So now, when are you? When do you figure you're going to be able to get started on the research? Uh, so I'm looking to start the research as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I've got one the, my first student coming in starting in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll start with courses, and then sometime next year, uh, we've already set up the lab and we're good to go. So any moment from now, we're starting the research with the student. Okay, so it's just a question now of getting the students who are going to be doing the research trained up on what they need to be able to do. That's correct. Okay. So I want to also add, mm-hmm. uh, as part of the research, we encourage the training of highly qualified personnel that will acquire the required skills to be able to enter the Canadian workforce. Yeah. So critical training is part of the research program as well. So now, the how much equipment is needed? Like, would somebody have to build like a separate building or something onto a wastewater facility for this work of extracting the materials? Oh yeah, thank you very much. So, is the type of equipment requirement is similar to conventional wastewater treatment processes. Mm-hmm. So now research is ongoing to try to see how we can tweak the bioreactors we use for this process to retrofit existing wastewater treatment plants. Oh. So the idea is once municipal- municipalities adopt this technology, uh, there will be minimal change in infrastructure. Okay, so it would just be more a question of tacking some equipment on at the end of the process they're already using to do the extraction. That's correct. Okay, that that would probably that would probably be very uh, helpful for a lot of places, knowing that they wouldn't have to spend a whole lot of money on uh, new equipment. Yes. And now, the equipment itself is it really um, specialized, or is the equipment that is sort of already out there and you're just adapting it for this particular use? So the equipment is, is, is something that can be designed and fabricated. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's custom-made, okay. but it is also similar to what is obtainable in conventional wastewater treatment systems. Okay. Um, so the components are essentially the same. Mm-hmm. One in each have a different geometry, a different size and shape shape especially for yep. the bioreactor that we need. So research is also currently ongoing to see that conventional activated sludge plants uh, can be slightly reconfigured to be able to apply this technology. 
So that's um, like trying not to have so much change in infrastructure. Yeah, make it so that they just maybe have to move one or two pieces of equipment in rather than having to, as I say, re- redo the entire building. Very correct. So now, best case scenario, you were saying this is a five-year, basically a research program. Best case scenario, when would this be available to be used on the larger scale? On the larger scale. So the vision for this research is to do the the large scale for the next five years. Mm -hmm. And then I will simultaneously explore options for more grant research opportunities and collaborations to move this from the large scale to the pilot scale, moving from five liter bioreactors mm-hmm. up to something around 30, 50 liters, even 100 yes. liters. Yeah. I will work there. Once we obtain stable conditions, then at that stage, yes, um, we can talk about commercialization from there. And now, as you're doing the research, do you see a chance that you're going to be able to find more things, more chemicals that you can extract from the wastewater to reuse? Yes. I, 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 my answer would be yes to that. Mm-hmm. Because this is a new technology that was that has been extensively researched upon in the past um, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, um, only about four resources were researched upon. So I'm diving into this for, for now. Mm-hmm. There might be opportunities down the line for other resources as well. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm very keen yeah. to those possibilities. So you're going to start with the four you've already mentioned, but if you see opportunities to add other um, things to extract, you'll do it. Yes, I'll be happy to explore. Okay. Dr. Oliver Heyman from UNBC talking about getting stuff, getting some of the waste out of wastewater. Thank you very much for taking the time this morning. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. No problem. Okay, we are going to take a quick break and be back with more after 9. Give your morning a boost with some sounds from above with Songs in the Chapel Sunday mornings at 9 on 93.1 CFIS FM. Join me, Corey Walker, as I fill the airwaves with the sounds of heavenly gospel music. I feature a mixture of traditional country, bluegrass, southern, and black gospel, and even a little bit of worship and contemporary Christian music. An inspiring message from the Salvation Army's Heartbeat series is featured in every show. Has Songs in the Chapel Sunday morning at 9, only here on 93.1 CFIS FM. Every day is a great day to discover downtown Prince George, and this summer there's some new energy on downtown Summerfest Saturdays. Every Saturday from 8.30 to 2, check out the 3rd Avenue Markets, the Q3, Wilson Square, and the Prince George Farmers. Plus this Saturday, enjoy live music at the Wood Innovation Square from 11 to 3, and take a stroll through the shops and services along 4th Avenue, which will be closed to vehicles. Indulge your well-being on the next downtown Summerfest Saturday. Summer Art Monkeys is back. Studio 2880's popular kids program is Wednesday mornings through July and August with a wide variety of projects to keep your child entertained. Art journaling, clay works, nature art, and artful goop. Each camp is led by a top local artisan. Cost is just $45 per workshop with easy online sign-up at studio2880.com. Summer Art Monkeys, Wednesday mornings from 9 to noon through August 24th at Studio 2880. Forecast from Environment Canada, a mix of sun and cloud today, a high of 23 with a high UV index. Tonight, partly cloudy, becoming clear this evening, a fog passage developing after midnight, a low of 9, sunny on Wednesday, and a high of 26. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. 
Now, generally speaking, we talk with somebody from Books and Company on the Wednesday before the last Friday of the month, because that's when they have their bargain book sale. And you might be going, well, that's not this week, though. And you're right, because they've got a special sale coming up this weekend. Speaking with Eric this morning. Good morning, Eric. Good morning. So now, what is happening this weekend? Well, from the 18th to 20th, uh, we actually have a sale for all Dungeons & Dragons books. Okay. Now, I was in there recently. I, 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 I will actually say this much. I was in there on Friday to get um, a copy of the latest book from uh, Lorna Carlton signed, because there was the book signing there. And I noticed that section, it's not just Dungeons & Dragons anymore, is it? No, no, we've uh, we've expanded a little bit too. So now we're carrying a few other uh, uh, role playing titles, um, some of the more popular ones. Yeah. So now, is the sale this week just on Dungeons and Dragons, or are the other titles also included? Everything that's going to be in that section. So that's going to oh. be everything that's role playing related. So wow. playing books, accessories, dice, you name it. Please, dice. Who, who needs dice for role playing games? Come on. We do. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> So, what is when you brought in the new games? Because I think you've had them now for a couple of weeks. We have, yeah. We. Uh, so what? What's been the early reaction from um, people? Surprisingly positive. Oh. Um, we actually brought a few in just to kind of see if uh, people were interested or if, mm-hmm. if people knew to come here and, and uh, look for those books. And we've actually sold quite a few copies of a number of them before even the sale. Wow. And so now, with that happening, does that mean that you may either A, start getting more rule systems in or B, possibly get more supplements in for the ones that are selling? Actually, both. That's our hope. Is wow. uh, we're going to use the sale to find out what's popular and mm-hmm. go from there. Do you, when you've got people who come in, and if you happen to be say on the counter, or if they ask if they ask for help, and you are there to help them, do you ask them as well if there's other games that they've played that they would be interested in seeing us and seeing you guys carry? D and D itself is a great place to start. Yes. So it's often a question that we ask, yeah, just to see if anybody else is interested. Mm-hmm. Then are there are there other rule systems that seem to be fairly popular in the Prince George area? Pathfinder, which is very similar uh, to D. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of fantasy and has some similarities. And yeah. uh, Vampire the Masquerade is also a growing one, very quickly. Oh, okay. Because now, if I remember correctly, Vampire the Masquerade is to some extent, even more of a role-playing game, isn't it? I don't think it has got quite as much die-rolling as uh, some of the other games. It is a little more role-play-heavy, yeah, for yeah. those that like that, that extra talent to the table. Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think I read this in a tri- trivia book somewhere. The person in charge of Vampire the Masquerade is not referred to as the Dungeon Master. They are called the Storyteller, is that correct? That's correct. So that basically tells you what it's all about. Yeah, um, people with strong backgrounds with writing or uh, reading novels and such really do enjoy the, the position of being called the storyteller, and yeah. that is a, a heavy side of the uh, <laughs> that experience. Now, the books that you've got in, because I know you've got the basically the whole selection for D&D, with most of the other ones at this point, have you got just sort of the basic books, like the player handbook, the storyteller or dungeon master handbook? 
Yeah, so what we've got in here is basically what any uh, storyteller, DM, or, uh, or player really needs to start with. Okay. And then whatever they're interested past that, we can certainly order for them as well. Okay, and that's of course the key for people to know as well, is they don't just have to worry about coming in and, oh, there's what they got, okay, I'll pick it up and that's all I can get. They can order more stuff very easily. Very much so. If they know what they're looking for, we can certainly track it down for them. Now, with the amount of interest that you're getting then in D&D and other role-playing games, I'm not suggesting that you guys will become like a game-playing center, but could you see yourselves becoming an area, a place where you would keep a list of, well, for Dungeons & Dragons, let's say, of people who are interested in joining a group dungeon masters who are looking for more players can you could you see yourself becoming sort of a clearinghouse for that as well there are definitely a couple of us on staff that actually are part of the community and are always happy to pass along names and numbers of people that are looking for groups okay but we also have um we're going to get art space up and going in the next little bit here and it looks like we might be doing some bookings in the future for role-playing related uh, games for that too okay so that again is just upstairs uh, and you would have to work around all the concerts and everything you guys are going to be staging right yeah, it'll be kind of a little bit of filler between some of the bigger events that we have going on. Yeah. Now, with D&D, you obviously play it yourself. How often do you play? Like, how lo- how often do you play, and how long has your current campaign been running? Oh, I go a ways back, but uh, <laughs> and I've ran a number of different games. But I find I'm usually in about three a week. Wow. <laughs> now... The, th- the three of the games that you're in, they're all Dungeons & Dragons, but that doesn't mean they're all the same game, right? They could be three totally different settings. Very much so, yeah. Did you have a particular class of character that you like to run? A character or setting? A, a character. Let's go with a character for now. Oh, well, me, I'm a big fan of goblins. Oh, Okay. Okay, so goblins, so that means you're probably not a paladin. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> so Usually what, something that ends up blowing things up or lighting things on fire. Okay. <laughs> no further questions of this witness, Your Honor. <laughs> and what kind of settings do you like then? Like, do you like semi, like, earth settings from the past of earth when the goblins and other races still roamed around? Or do you prefer totally different settings I love a lot of different settings I really enjoy seeing what uh, some writers come up for ideas Mm -hmm. I'm happy to share that with my players but for me um, I'm always a bit of a a horror fan so Uh, being able to have a very scary setting with vampires and werewolves or something more to my uh, my liking Okay, so that sounds as if somebody might be thinking about becoming a storyteller for uh, Vampire the Masquerade as well There's a bit of a hybrid there, yep Yes Okay, now, before I go any further, I've got to check as well, because I did mention the bargain book sale. And so now, that's not this Friday, that's the following Friday, correct? The 26th? Yeah, that's right. And that, again, is the usual three for the price of two on the bargain books, which, have you guys started moving them around again? Because I've started to get an idea on where they are. Uh, We've got a little spread out throughout the store, actually, but a lot of our tables are clearly marked as bargain tables, as well as the uh, shelving in the the back, which uh, has quite a few uh, titles to it. Yeah, because I know that you guys, it seemed like any time that you saw me come in and seemed to know where I was going to look for certain things, you would say, okay, we got to start moving things around again. Yep. And then I would come in the next time, and it was like, where is anything? (laughs) 
we do move things around, but we certainly try to help everybody by making sure that we uh, we remember where everything is. Oh, good. Uh, there have been I, I I'm not going to mention any names or anything, but there have been a couple of times I've come in there after things have been moved around. And I've asked somebody about something, and they've gone, okay, I think it's over here now. <laughs> does tend to happen, yeah. Yes. Okay, so now the D&D sale, Thursday to Saturday, um, what times is the store open those days? Uh, we're open at 9.30 a.m., and mm-hmm. we're open until 6. Okay. And that's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And it is the sale is strictly, I guess I would say, for things that are already in stock, correct? That's correct. Like you can't come in, special order something, and get a sale price for it? Unfortunately, no. Oh, but, well. uh, but no, we'll have plenty of uh, selection on the shelf, and that was our biggest goal here. Yeah. Okay. Eric, Books and Company, D&D sale coming up Thursday through Saturday. The Bargain Book sale coming up a week from Friday. Again, where are you guys located? How can we get a hold of you? We are located on, sorry, uh, 1685 3rd Avenue. Yeah, right with all the construction. And our phone number is at uh, 250-563-6637. And you've got a big parking lot at the back for people who can't park on 3rd Avenue still. Yeah, yeah, the, the street's still blocked off, but we still have the back entrance, and we're still fully open. Okay. Eric, thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. Okay. Take another quick break and be back with more after 9. The Prince George Council of Seniors needs volunteers for their Meals on Wheels program. Volunteers work once a week from about 10.30 to noon, delivering hot meals to homebound clients. To help out, you must be double vaccinated for COVID, have a friendly manner, a valid driver's license, and a reliable vehicle. A criminal record check will also be required. Pick up an application form from the Seniors Resource Centre on the corner of 7th and Victoria. The Great Northwest Fiber Fest hits the Connaught Youth Centre Sunday, September 11th from 10 to 3. It's the annual gathering of fiber lovers, artists, dyers, makers, creators, and vendors. All the things you need for your knitting, crocheting, weaving, and felting, plus vendors from across Canada's Great Northwest, along with classes and demos. Meet your fiber-loving friends. Check out greatnwfiberfest.ca for more information. The Great Northwest Fiber Fest, Sunday, September 11th from 10 to 3 at the Connaught Youth Centre. See you there. The Prince George RCMP is requesting your help in locating a wanted person. 39-year-old Jason Lee DeLorme is wanted on three outstanding arrest warrants stemming from multiple investigations. Mr. DeLorme is described as a Caucasian male, 5'8", 199 pounds with brown hair. He should be considered violent and should not be approached. If you know his whereabouts, call the Prince George RCMP at 250-561-3300 or report online at northernbccrimestoppers.ca. Podcasts are a great way to share valuable information, and mental health issues are covered in depth on Look Again, Mental Illness Reexamined. Check out the special summer edition, Schizophrenia, People and Perceptions, as the BC Schizophrenia Society continues to spread the word about severe and persistent mental illness. Access the podcast through the Look Again, Mental Illness Reexamined link under education at bcss.org. The BC Schizophrenia Society, a reason to hope, the means to cope. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George. You're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. 
And as we've been mentioning, or at least I have, as I do my shows over the last few months, uh, with the end of a lot of the restrictions for COVID, a lot of local groups are getting back to where they were before, maybe with slightly different uh, provisions. And I'm going to see how close I can come on this one. Le Cercle de Canadien Francais de Prince George is one such group joined by Sarah Maurice. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Bonjour. Bonjour. How close was I on the pronunciation? <laughs> Uh-oh, she's laughing. Never a good sign. No, 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 no. You're, you're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So now, I guess for people who don't know, because again, it's been a couple of years since you've really been able to do much at Le Cercle. What is Le Cercle de Canadien? So Le Cercle des Canadiens Français de Prince George yeah. is a non-profit association open to everyone to have fun in French. I mean, every activities are bilingual, mm -hmm. but we have French classes for adults. We have a preschool. Mm -hmm. We have cooking classes, yoga classes. We have winter festival, corn roast coming in September. Ooh. So, yeah, we have many activities open to all. Now, just quickly, the cooking. Is it yes. all like French cooking, uh, Quebecois cooking, or is it all over the place cooking? So it's all over the place <laughs> cooking because the French people don't only come from Quebec no. or from France, but there is also some island who speak French and some other country in Africa who speak French. Right. So now, is... Is there that wide variety in Prince George? Like, do we have people in Le Cercle de Candia Francais who are from everywhere around the world? Oh, yes, that's for sure. We have many members coming from uh, some country in Africa, like Ivory Coast, mm -hmm. uh, Nigeria, Mali. And we also have, uh, in the team right now, we have um, one girl who is from Madagascar. Oh. Okay, yes, yeah. and myself, I'm coming from Martinique. Wow. Yes, so we have many yeah. people coming from all over the world. Do you have people in the group who are not necessarily from French-speaking countries, but who speak French themselves? Oh, yes, for sure. We, we have plenty of it, too, because some people just like the French language mm -hmm. and decided to learn it. And so to practice and keep speaking French, they just come to the association. You know, about how many people are there in the association right now? So we have about 200 okay. members. Okay. Now, how does that compare to, say, and I always hate to use this example, but three years ago before COVID, were there more people and some have dropped out because there wasn't much happening? Oh, yes. Um, so before, we ha we had around maybe three to 400. Wow. But yes, because of COVID, um, everything like kind of dropped down a bit. So yeah. we are doing our best to bring these people back. Mm -hmm. Now, was the, was the association able to do much of anything during COVID? Because it seems like a lot of the events that you were doing are very much people-oriented, where the people have to be together. Yeah, during COVID, um, all of our event was online, mm -hmm. like almost everyone. 
And we also have some pick-up events for people to just come, pick the food or pick uh-huh. the game or activities right. and come back to their house. Mm-hmm. And some of activities, we were just calling people to say hello and to practice the French language with them on the phone. Okay. So there would be people who would say, I don't want to lose touch with using French, so could you guys call me once a week or so and we'll just chat for 15, 20 minutes? Yes, that's right. And we had some video on the Facebook page as well. We were sending some emails and we had some artists online from um, French country who was like doing a live mm. of French music. Right. So where we did what we can. Yeah. Now, how... What is the French community like in Prince George in terms of artists? Do we have any French musicians in town? A few. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, that's for sure. But we we have a few, like our Saint-Jean-Baptiste right. last uh, June. We had a young group of people named Heavy Cream. So the name is in English. <laughs> yeah. But the singer was a French speaker, singer from Prince George. And now I know, again, this is something that's fallen off the last couple of years because of COVID. But I know that in the past, um, the Association of the Circle de Canadien Francais used to have, like, the Winter Festival. And it would always start at about the same time as um, Cold Snap was wrapping up. Like, there was usually one night that was French musicians. Yes, that's true. Yeah, so now it, that hasn't happened the last couple of years. Is that something you're hoping to see start up even, say, this coming winter with Cold Snap? Yes, for sure. I'm already in discussion with Sue Judge from Cold Snap. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get back to that in the next February for our winter fest. We're going to have a night with the Call Snap Festival. So, and that's usually the beginning of your winter festival, isn't it? Yes, that's the first day of the winter fest. The opening is with a French artist concert mm-hmm. with Call Snap. And then you go on to the regular winter festival events, including Bonhomme. I think there's a Bonhomme, isn't there, in town? Yeah. There is a Monsieur Bonhomme mm-hmm. who's going to be there for the Sugar Shack, and normally it's right. the last day of the week yeah. of our festival week. Mm-hmm. So, are, are you already have you already got the plans in place for the Winter Festival coming up? Then, oh, not at all. No. <laughs> so now we are planning the corn roast coming September 17. Right. So for the Winterfest, and we have a small team, so it's all yeah. in my head, but nothing clear. But it's going to happen, that's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Sarah, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we want to talk some more about events that uh, Cirque de Canadien Francais de Prince George has got coming up, and we'll do that after 9. BC Ale Trail's Best Brewery Experience Award is back for its fifth year. All British Columbians are asked to cast your vote to help your favorite craft brewery snap up the coveted award. By voting, you'll be entered to win one of three great BC getaways. Six additional lucky voters will win a $100 gift certificate to a BC Ale Trail prize pack. Voting is available online through vicnews.secondstreetapp.com. The voting deadline is August 31st. Shortly after 8 a.m. Friday, August 5th, Prince George RCMP were called to the local SBCA on Lansdowne Road for a report of a break-and-enter. 
An SBCA employee had reported several of their dogs missing. Frontline officers attended the location and determined the break-in had occurred in the early morning hours around 4 that morning. Two pit bulls were stolen. If you might know who the suspects are, call the RCMP at 250-561-3300 or report online at crimestoppers.ca. The Prince George Council of Seniors is now hiring housekeepers for the United Way of Northern BC's Better at Home program. Working 25 to 30 hours per week, cleaners must have a valid driver's license and a reliable vehicle, be bondable, and must go through a criminal record check. Full details are available through the Prince George Council of Seniors. Call 250-564-5888 or stop by the office at the corner of 7th and Victoria. Forecast from Environment Canada, a mix of sun and cloud today, a high of 23 with a high UV index. Tonight, partly cloudy, becoming clear this evening, a fog passage developing after midnight, a low of 9, sunny on Wednesday, and a high of 26. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. So, Sarah, you've mentioned a couple of times that uh, Le Cirque de Guinée en Francais de Prince George is going to be putting on a corn roast next month. What's that all about? Like, is it just a corn roast, or are there other forms of corn? <laughs> so, yeah, it's mainly a corn roast. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have corn from Soda Creek. Ah. And we also have a contest for the fastest eater of corn. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have lights live music, mm-hmm. games, and it's also going to be like a welcoming forum to welcome all new immigrants or new people in town who yeah. want to be included in the French community. Okay, so now it was September 17th, you were saying, what yeah. time is it happening and where? So from five, from 4 to 7, from four and to it's going to be um, at the association at... We are close to the Lady Tenney Park. Right. Yes. I think you're off of, is it on First Street? Yes, First Street. Yeah, I can't remember the exact address, but, and you've got a sign right out on um, yeah, 17th. Yeah, we have a big sign on yes. the road, yeah. and it's going to be into the yard of the association. Yes. Um, the one thing I do remember from there as well, because I've attended events there in the past, is um, you may have to park on the street. We, we what, pardon? You may have to park on the street when you get there because uh, there's parking, but there's not a huge amount of parking at the, at the, uh, <laughs> at the association. I mean, we have a, um, a good amount of parking yeah. spots, but you can park on the road, that's for sure. Yes. So now, what is the basic plan? Like, you've obviously got, you've got your corn roasters already lined up, I'm assuming. Yes, for sure. Okay. So now at 4 o'clock, do you just start eating right away, or is, there, <laughs> is the entertainment going to go first, or how is that going to happen? No. So it began at 4, and we're going to have some official speeches, like right. always, and then some music for an hour. Um. And after that, so at 5, we're going to start eating. We're going to have some multicultural meal with oh. chicken, spicy soup, and the corn. Uh-huh. And then after that, we have um, some quiz and games going on. Okay. And after that, it's a corn contest. So anybody who's interested in the corn eating contest, make sure you don't eat too much during the meal. Oh, yeah, that's true. To be able to eat as fast as possible. Yeah. And now, 
when they're eating as fast as possible, like again, at, at a corn roast, so is this corn on the cob we're talking about? or Yes, it's corn okay. on the cob, yeah. That's why I wasn't quite sure, because I was thinking roasted corn... I wasn't sure, but okay. So, corn the carb, yeah. Everybody yes, knows what. Everybody knows how to eat those fast. <laughs> yeah, and we have prices to win for the fastest oh. eater. Okay. Now, do you have like age categories or anything like that for the contest? Yeah, we're gonna have um, contest for kids mm-hmm. and a contest for adults. Okay. Yeah. And is it split into male and female? Oh uh, no! It, it we don't split male oh, and female. Okay. So you're you're saying that the women can eat the corn just as fast as the men? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's September the seventeenth. That wraps up at seven. And what other events have you got planned already for the fall? Um, for the fall, I mean, this week we're going to be at the BCNE. Right. And after that. Um, we're going to have a Halloween contest mm-hmm. for the best costume. So it's all going to be maybe on-site and on-site as well for yeah. the members. Mm-hmm. And for the fall, that might be all for but, now. After that, it's Christmas. Yeah. But then I guess as well, you're already planning or have planned all of your uh, different programs because I'm guessing they're all starting up again pretty quick. Oh, yes, for sure. We never have time to rest. It's always go, go, go. So now, if people want to get involved in the programs or anything like that, how do they go about doing it? So the best way is to reach us is to call us mm-hmm. at 250-561-2565. And people don't need to speak French to be involved or, may, or even to become a member. You don't mm-hmm. have to. We are always open to everyone. And we always need volunteers as mm. well. So if, as long as you're just, uh, as you were saying, you don't have to speak French, but as long as you're interested in speaking yes. French, I guess, that's the key. Yeah, interesting in speaking French, learning French, all about the French culture, mm-hmm. that you show some interest ab- about it. That's all we want, because we want to be open to everyone and to show everyone how Beautiful is a French language and culture. Now, you were saying, I think, earlier, you've got a preschool, you've got French language Mm. classes. The French language classes, are those basically for adults? Yes, we have French classes for adults once a week from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Okay. With three different levels. But we also have French tutoring for the kids. So if you have kids in the... Uh, Franconor or immersion school right. also have tutors for for them. Okay, so if your child is having a little bit of trouble with the language, mm-hmm. they can get some tutoring from you yes. guys. Mm-hmm. And do you have any sort of social groups as well? Like a lot of what we've been talking about is sort of focus groups, like French language and stuff like that. Do you have any evenings where you guys just get together as a group and just sit around and chat? Uh, we want to do that because mm-hmm. we were not really allowed to do yeah. that during the pandemic, but we would like to start like maybe just uh, once a month going somewhere in a cafe just to speak French with everyone, mm-hmm. or maybe having some book club or movie movie night. So we want to do that. We just need a bit of volunteers. Yes. And, and uh, the... 
and the knowledge that you've got enough people to make it worthwhile as well. Yes, as well. Okay, so do you know offhand where you guys are going to be this weekend at the BCNE? Like, do you know which of the kin centers you're going to be in? Yeah, we're going to be at the Heritage Lane, so we're going to oh. have a little uh, cabane. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to be next to the Metis Association. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Heritage Lane is always a lot of fun for people to just wander through, isn't it? Yes, and we're going to sell maple products as well. Ooh. That's a, that, that'll get people's attention. <laughs> yes, that's for sure. Okay. Sarah Maurice with Le Cercle de Canadien Francais de Prince George. Thank you very much. And again, one more time, what's the phone number? Thank you. And the phone number is 250-561-2565. Okay, Sarah, thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Take another quick break and be back with more after 9. SAIL, the Seniors Abuse and Information Line, is available weekdays from 8 to 8 and weekends from 10 to 5.30 for older adults and those who care about them to talk to a trained intake worker about abuse or mistreatment or to receive information and support about issues that impact the health and well-being of older adults. In Prince George, contact the province-wide Confidential Seniors Abuse and Information Line toll-free at 1-866-437-1940. Theatre Northwest's Summer Workshop Series wraps up August 27th with Workshop 3, Putting It Together. This workshop will demonstrate a variety of acting techniques and approaches to rehearsing scenes with a partner or an ensemble. Attendance of previous workshops is recommended, but not required. Registration and more details are available through the Shows and Events menu link at theaternorthwest.com. Summer Workshop 3, Putting It Together, Saturday, August 27th from 1 to 4.30 at Theatre Northwest. You asked, and Two Rivers Gallery is pleased to deliver. Creative Space Sundays will be back every week starting September 11th. From pipe cleaner sculptures to styrofoam prints, be sure to drop in every Sunday for an artful afternoon and let your creativity soar with a new activity each week. Free for members with no registration necessary. Creative Space Sundays from 1 to 4 starting September 11th at Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows in the Canada Games Plaza. The Community Radio Fund of Canada is seeking nominations for positions on its board of directors. By becoming a part of the CRFC, you can help strengthen local broadcasters in the Canadian media landscape. Candidates are needed with general experience in financial administration, broadcasting, legal issues, and knowledge of CRTC and Industry Canada broadcast regulations. Full details are available at crfc-fcrc.ca slash en slash 2850. Applications will be accepted through September 30th. This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, we're into the second half of August, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, things are getting busy. Starting to get busy. Yeah, join but now. what's the big? what's the big event this week? What's the big event this week? I'm trying to think, who are the Blue Jays playing? Hang on. <laughs> he's he's going to throw us a, This is Reg Fair, by the way, in case you didn't recognize the voice and the insults towards me already. Other than I, Downtown heard, Summerfest Saturday, which yes. has its final installment coming up on Saturday. Yes, and this one's just called Shop Downtown. And the, the focus... Obviously, the downtown market still, Q3, Farmer's Market, and the Wilson Square, but 4th Avenue is actually going to be a couple of blocks blocked off. 
Yes. Because that's where the focus is this Saturday. Yeah, well, that, there are a lot of shops on oh, 4th Avenue, yes. and pretty much any retailer downtown will have specials for yes. that day. Uh, and live music at the uh, Wood, Wood Innovation, Innovation Square. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of which, tomorrow at the Wood Innovation Square at 1030 will be an announcement of uh, someone running for mayor. Yes. So we'll find out who that is tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, but the really big event starts Thursday, and that is the BC Northern Exhibition. Yes. And we're going to be live with a booth in Kin 1, as usual. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, Stephen Smith will be on live. I'll be on live. You'll be there on Sunday. Yep. And we'll have a booth set up with uh, different volunteers to uh, for to tell people more about the station mm-hmm. and uh, to shill some memberships. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> a lot of people, I think, have missed that the last couple of years. Yeah, because well, we we had quite a few uh, members that that was the annual yeah. time when they would re- renew their membership was yeah. at the BCNE. Yeah, they would come by see our t- and see our booth and go, oh, that's right, that's right, my membership's yeah. up. Yeah, and yeah. they just got in the habit of that's when they would renew their re- membership. Yeah. But then without it available the last two years, uh, we've sort of had to scramble to uh, track those individuals down and hopefully have them come in yes. or send the money in or whatever. So it'll be a bit easier this year like it used to be mm-hmm. for them. Yes. So that's happening Thursday through Sunday. When are we on the air? Well, we're on air uh, ten to six on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Ten to seven actually on on Thursday because right. we are going to do our sports talk show live from the BCNE yeah. on uh, Thursday at six. Yeah. Uh, Friday as well as uh, ten to six. Then uh, Saturday from ten to two and Sunday from ten to two. That's right because after two o'clock those days we've got special programs. Yeah, we have yeah, uh, yeah specialty programming yeah. and uh, yeah it. Uh, enables our volunteers to get out and enjoy some of the exhibition yes. as well, not being on air all the time. The other thing we should perhaps mention is we've got Senior Moments on today, of course, at 1 o'clock. Yes. And we've got Senior Moments on Thursday. Yeah, we will have a o'clock. special edition of Senior Moments on Thursday at 1. And that is because uh, the first day of the fair is Seniors Day. Yes. And that means seniors get in for a toonie. Yep. And they have the uh, Seniors Fair and Kin 3, so a lot of exhibitors with products and services geared for uh, the older demographic in Prince George will all be in Kin 3. Mm -hmm. And uh, for that one hour from 1 to 2, we'll have a lot of them on air to talk about uh, the different services and products they have. Yes. And their booths. Which also means then no cold snap radio this week. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Well, Just mention that somebody tunes in at one o'clock on Thursday and is kind of going, there's people talking. Yeah. No. Well, we'll run a, a repeat in the re, or a repeat in the rebroadcasts uh, oh, okay. spot on Sunday, but yeah. uh, otherwise no cold snap for this okay. week. That's a shame. Oh, well. That's a shame. Uh, another event coming up next month, the Great Northwest Fiber Fest. Yes. Yes. And you're going to be talking to someone about that, aren't yes, you? Yes. I've apparently got a couple of the ladies involved with it coming in um week from today, next Tuesday, for the After 9 show. Bring me up to date on it. Probably spin some yarns or something. You didn't like that? <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it's at the... It's at the Knight Youth Center. You're, you didn't some. put me in stitches. Let me put it that way. But don't bump. 
I thought I was sewing it up. Uh, Connaught Youth Center on 17th Avenue from 10 a.m. to 3 on September the 11th. Yep. And basically, it's everything fiber. Knitting, crocheting, weaving, felting. They will have some yep. vendors, some demonstrations. And I am trying to remember, because so often they say, you know, we're back. I don't recall the Great Northwest Fiber Fest before. Do you? Oh, yeah. They, oh, okay. They had it a few years back. Yeah, before uh, COVID. I don't know how many years in a row they had run it. but yeah. uh, Okay. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it had become a, an annual event for yeah. them. And this will be a chance then for you to catch up with your friends who you may not have seen for a couple of years because of this little thing called COVID. That's been. Yeah. I, uh, I always have to, when I read the Fiber Fest, I always make sure I, I mention that it's uh, knitting, sewing, weaving, yes. crocheting, that sort of thing, because Fiber Fest, I'm thinking, you know, health food. How is to that eat healthy, we're... yes. No, <laughs> is that no, what we're no. Doing there? No, you may be able to get some tips there, but it'll just be sort of off the side of the table from some of the vendors. Mm-hmm. It's not the real thing. And then in October, very early in October, the 30th Annual Antiques and Collectibles Fair, oh, the Roller Dome. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is the sort of thing that I always get a kick out of to some extent, though, because you know me, I'm a, sort of a picker for the English language at times. Okay. I don't think they had one last year. No. So it can't be the 30th annual if you That's didn't have true. one. Yes. They could have gotten rid of the word annual. And a lot yeah. of of, yes. annu- of annual events have done that because I they had to miss yeah. a year the or two. They just changed it. It just advertised themselves as the 110th BCNE. Well, that, Technically, yeah. even that's not correct because for so many years it was the PGX. That's true. But uh, in their case, uh, it actually hadn't been an annual event since... I think they they missed a year back in yeah. the 40s or something when, okay. when the war was on. Yeah. But, yeah, there was, uh, ages ago, there was one year where they weren't able to pull it off. Yeah. So, yeah, it hasn't actually been on every year uh, for that no. full 110. But the, Antique and, the Antiques and Collectibles Fair, October 1st and 2nd, so the first weekend in October, get yeah. in, in nice and early at the Roller Dome. Great facility for something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are looking for vendors. Yes. And we'll get more information on that, of course, next Tuesday when I'm chatting with the ladies from the group. South Pole Community Association is who puts it on. But if you are interested and you just can't wait for next Tuesday, 250-563-1507. And yeah. there'll be more than I was thinking we should up. have a booth down there because we have uh, quite a few antiques and, and a few collectibles <laughs> among our on-air personalities. <laughs> Who, Only a few collectibles. Most are empty. I was supposed to say, who among our group is a collectible? I don't know. Yes. Maybe Jimmy James, perhaps. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Um, and again, starting in October, we'll mention this, of course, as we get closer, the Golden Age Socials are back. Mm-hmm. I know my mom and I used to go to those once a month, down at the uh, Conference and Civic Center. How many people call it the Conference and Civic Center? The Civic, Civic Center. Center. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one Wednesday every month from 2 to 4 p.m., uh, some light snacks, some entertainment, chance to visit more than anything else. I don't know. I mentioned it to mom. She was sort of maybe. She's still having some trouble figuring out about getting out and about again. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And two points for Reg. They have no idea what you're talking about. No. 
Are you done with that? I think so, yes. Okay, so uh, the latest information that we got was from Northern Bear Awareness. Yes. Getting to the point where your fruit are getting uh, ripe mm-hmm. and apples need to be picked. And they have their uh, usual fruit exchange program on Facebook. So if you have fruit that you're not going to do anything with, yeah. you can go on on Facebook and, and let people know. And chances are you'll be able to find someone to come by and, yeah. and pick them for you. And I am hoping as well, because we just got this today, so I haven't had a chance yet. I am hoping possibly even next Tuesday to have somebody from uh, their or, group on yeah. for After Nine as well. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah, they're their annual program, uh, and they do a partnership with Northern Lights State Winery yes. uh, in early September, where, where Northern Lights takes some of the fruit yes uh there is so much oh. that uh, they they won't take it all no but, uh certainly the facebook page is a is a great uh, option there okay that will about do it i think for today's show kylie lewis holt on tomorrow after nine after nine is a weekday presentation of cfis fm after nine is produced by alan wishart eric allen kylie lewis holt Trudy Clausen and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. This is 93.1 CFISFM Prince George, proudly supported by community groups like the BC Association of Community Response Networks, stopping adult abuse and neglect together.